Hello, my woke folk. Yes, the National Black Agenda. That first part was everything, right? Stay tuned for part two of the National Black Agenda. Let's go. I wanted to ask you, I do. Is any of that our fault? Reason why I say that, um, and I talked about Candace Owen, you know, Kanye's on the thing, but they're they have they talk about the black family and the infrastructure of the black family and how part of her issue, which I feel she just complains and doesn't really bring resolution, is mm -hmm. just like she finds targeted issues, which some of them are irrelevant. Uh, but I think people don't respond to just complaint, right? They respond to help me find out what the issue is and then let's subsequently move to resolution. Um, but one of the things she talks about, the black family infrastructure, the, the missing male father, uh, the single mothers. Um, but my counter argument to that is that when you grow up in a society like during reconstruction and slavery, where you have your masters that demonize, that dehumanized, that trivialized the black man and his role in his family. If I can just rape your wife, I can have kids by you. It, it breaks up this kind of unit where we support. Uh, her point is that why are we having a lot of absentee fathers? Why are there lots of single mothers? Like, why do we kill each other, right? Which are very kind of valid points. But my point to her is that I believe that is predicated upon systemic racism. When you have stolen the people from their continent, you bring them over and you enslave them in a country for 400 years, you remove the infrastructure of family, of unit, of things that help you combine and grow and move, and you do that for hundreds of years, generationally, you're gonna have pockets of people who are experienced in there who are gonna have problems, who are gonna have issues. You're gonna have a growing population who has then been connected with this issue of not being able to understand what a true family structure looks like, right? And if you don't have role models or people, you do have role models, but the infrastructure is so broken. What is, and I ask, what is our responsibility to that piece? Say it is systemic racism, but there's also problems in our own family structure and in our own development. What do we do about that? How do we tackle that? Brooke? Thoughts, right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I think um, it really does come down to like our individual, like our healing. Like I think we have to do a lot of self-work and a lot of self-healing to kind of fix some of the negatives that have happened to us. Not our fault that it's happened, but it's our responsibility to heal those things. Okay. Um, and so I think that that, that plays a big role in it. Um, but I, I just got to say like, well, yeah, we have a, a big responsibility and, and definitely doing what we can do, but damn, like we got crack. <laughs> Like, damn, we got mass incarceration. Right. Like, you know, like, right. we, we can so not, they're hitting our knees. Right, right. I mean, like, right. so they're killing off right. our black leaders in the 60s, which right. makes you not want to have any more black right. leaders. So it's like, <laughs> ooh, right. man, like, you can't look at us so and be like, tired? why are y'all. Are we tired? Do we feel like exhausted? It's just over and over again. I just get tired of everybody being like, why can't y'all fix it? And I'm like, we didn't cause it. Like, right. look at the white people that are uh, the political systems or whatever the laws okay. are that caused this shit. Okay. And those are the ones that you need to like ask them, why y'all keep fucking with them? Right. Mm. But then they keep saying, <laughs> but then they say, then the complaint is that we're always complaining. We're always, all we do is protest and complain. Protest well, there's and a complain. lot to complain about. Okay, go ahead. We're just trying, but it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, they keep killing us. And you're like, no, they don't. It's like, pa! Right. Well, oh, shit, right. he got shot again. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. we're complaining, but it's true. Like, right. real stuff it is but where the lies we're trying to survive and there's like not even the space for us to do that and like not that we don't have a responsibility to do our be our best to improve ourselves as a as a community as a collective but like we don't have first we don't have the in infrastructure for okay. that mm -hmm. second like we are just trying to survive like we mm. don't have the space to like have dialogue about all of the things in our community and like resources and to pour into. And where I have the problem though. Because if we're on this, the, this just surviving piece of it. This, the survival piece? If we're just on surviving. Like everybody's mindset is just to survive. Like we're not trying to thrive. Well, right, right, right. I don't know. I feel Go like. Ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. My queen, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we did respect you in the first place by interrupting you. I apologize. I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, Go ahead. I think that I would say that it's I don't it's not a, a stuck on being like survival like no one's like I just want to survive like okay, my okay. focus is just trying to survive who wants to okay. thrive like I don't okay. think it's a collective mindset of like pushing off progress or something like mm -hmm. that but I think that there's like 
constantly a recreation of whatever suppression that we've been facing mm. for the last four mm -hmm. or five hundred years mm -hmm. and a rebirth of that every few decades. And so even though we've been killed by the cops in a bunch of different ways, it's like a constant problem that we do have to complain about. Like mm -hmm. I will never call I not never, but like mm. I never am like, I'll call the cops to figure right. that like, I'm like, I would like to survive today. Like I would like to live. And so it's a big issue. Like right. we can't even rely on the people who are supposed to be like civil defenders and mm -hmm. things like that. Like we are truly trying to survive and to paint it as though we're like either choosing not to do stuff that's mm -hmm. more productive. We're choosing to like just be, you know, selling drugs or like right. giving into this whole identity of a street life. Like right. I grew up in West Oakland. Okay. Super, super hood for right. like the first 10 years of my life. A lot of shootouts, like ducking from the windows right. at birthday parties. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> run inside right now. It, you know we will are, run. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now like, as you were talking about gentrification, like yeah. there are Teslas on my block. Right, like, right, and I don't right. mean one, right, right, I don't right, mean right. two. Right. I mean like they're consistent. And it started like at 65K, right? 55, I, right? I don't like know. That, right? I don't even know. I know like 120, crazy. But like there are Teslas on my block and like, houses that look like they were built in Newport Beach and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. all of those type of things in our neighborhoods but like the people who are kicked out who are still doing like gang gang related activity right. like they're still doing that somewhere not because they want to but because they don't have the option they don't mm -hmm. have the resources to go like mm -hmm. build a house that looks like it's in Newport like we don't have the resources to go thrive as we're saying we need black infrastructure mm -hmm. we need human infrastructure mm -hmm. we need resources we need like an economy that sustains us and so it's not it's survival like we we have been surviving since we were since the white people first came upon the shores you yeah. know what i'm saying we've been surviving since yeah. then yeah. and until we have true space to like exist as humans that's all we will be doing can I jump in for a second? Oh, jump right yeah. on. Yeah, so like you brought up a point about like both of you about surviving. And yeah. so like uh, when I first graduated college and I came back out to LA, I was affiliated with a group called Wisdom from the Field. And mm -hmm. we thought about like, what do black people need to, so they can be able to focus on uh -huh. things outside of taking care of their kids? Okay. So we literally would get people diapers, food, Ooh. clothing, tutor their kids, whatever mm. it was. So they would sit down and listen to a political conversation. Because they can't even do that shit okay. if yeah. they're worried about feeding their right, kids. Right, right, right. So right. like the infrastructure, you know? Yeah. Yes. And we were able to do that as young college graduates for like, you know, four or five years. Wow. But then after a while, it was like, damn, I need some help. Like, yeah. I need some support. Like, <laughs> only support a bigger task than we right, were right. able yeah, to yeah, do. No, you right. know? Like, um, and so we kinda had to kind of let it go because it was, you know, but like what you're saying is, is right. Like we want to go to Thrive, but you can't get to Thrive if you're worried about, you know, every little thing that you have to do. Mm. Right, right. right. So, so, Leah, so what do you think? Is it, you know. Do we have a part or responsibility in in really helping to change our circumstance or where we are? Um, you know, what is our part in that? Or is it like, you know, like the ladies were saying that it, it's so hard to start thriving because I'm just always working on the survival piece of it because the infrastructure is so messed up, doesn't really support us. Thoughts? Um, I agree completely with everything they said. Um, really good points. I feel like the question, like, is it our fault? Is really a crazy thing to say. I, Not our fault. I, 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 like, no, I, I understand, totally I understand what you mean, you mean but like, no, no I understand no. what you meant. But I'm saying, like, just that sentence in wow. general. Not even, no, not even that you said it. I'm just saying okay. in general, like yeah. anyone saying something like that. They do just, say that. Okay, yeah, I got exactly. you. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay, okay. You know, like right, that's right. that's crazy. Like that's right. such a crazy yes. thing to say because like. I mean, because like that's who chooses to do that? To like who chooses right. to suffer, stay in poverty? Right. Like who chooses right. that piece of it? Right. Yeah. But I, I, I have to say, part of it. At what point do we stop saying internally, like right. that is just them? What point do we hard stop with us and say, let's not let's regroup with us, right? Let's re whatever, wherever we are and really kind of start changing some of the basic things that we have and glorify. I mean, I don't want to go to our social media page, but you know, BBLs and I mean, our, our that's, we talk about that. We talk about bitches and hoes in our, in our exactly. there, there's no level of content respect to that would warrant someone looking out and say, hey, you know, we'll spread yourself first and I'll respect you. Well, we all know that you can't talk about just the now, right? Because we got here from a historical basis, which they're trying to, you know, erase through critical race theory, right? Trying to, but critical, there's no such thing as critical race theory for 
everybody out there. There's no such thing as CRT, right? It is just history. It's just history, right? So I'm saying this also. There's no such thing as black history, right? It's I'm going to be controversial. It's American history with the black part missing, right? Which what what we have now that in our books and our social study pieces, you don't because it's uncomfortable to talk about slavery for them. Right. And I, we call that white fragility or um, <laughs> right. It, 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 because you're, it makes them fragile or feel uncomfortable to have to deal with that part of the history. Not them, because not, not all uh, white people are in that same thing. Some African-Americans, we still have adhered to this. That's what we made up the term Coonan. We got that from because some blacks that feel in order to be accepted, I need to act like I'm white. I need to be as closest to this kind of white ideology and this, you know, physicality in order for me to be accepted. And I can see being oppressed for years and years and years. How you would think, okay, shit. Let me just try to, for the moment, to be to have a moment's worth of peace. Let me just be integrated. But that leads to this kind of, I think, tearing down of the black family. It, it leads to this kind of perpetuation of that we should be taking the more demonstrative steps to say. Okay, we know there's systemic racism. Let's take a concerted effort with us to try to find key points in family structure that builds the family back up. Like, They've yeah. done a really good job of dividing and conquering us, though. So definitely. you can't even okay. get us on the same page yeah. to even agree yeah. that there's even an issue. I see y'all breathing like, can he shut up so I can get in here? Because he, <laughs> my yeah, blood is boiling on here. Like, Chris, what you think, bro? I can't get no support on here. Or man, so so okay, the way ahead. the way the way I feel is that we have to have some type of self worth. Like you know what I mean? We have okay. to, we, as as a man, like we we have to like be able to sit there and understand okay this this is this is a problem like what 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 can I do personally like to like try to try to fix those things I got some and it's, support it's like I mean I, I get it <laughs> I understand that there's a lot of outside pushing in but you know we should be able to be able to push back as strong I know there it's a big monster out there it was like when are we going to start fighting fighting back like are we going to fight back like like, like you you asked earlier are, are we are we tired it's right. like do we do we have time to get tired can right. we afford to be right. tired we we really can't do any of that so it's like it's like i understand that there's a lot of opposition towards us but we also have to get get together you know like pull pull each other up but mm. there's you know at at the same time there's a lot of dis, distrust within the black community okay you know we do things to to each other so there is a distrust that we have to like heal from and fight and fight back and it's like it's 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 daunting it's like where do you where do you want to start it's it like, is exhausting as shit right but but <laughs> there's two narratives and I, and I can see you want to get in so this is what i'm advocating right completely understand the suppression the oppression for years, the systemic racism, the infrastructure built against us, right? Tons of things against us. I'm asking for us right now, what is our responsibility to remediating that while also championing changing our systemic system? It's hard to do this on a collective level if we can't establish our own personal, like, security you know what i mean okay and if we talk about the the breakdown of the black family well what do you mean by the black family like are we talking traditional european nuclear family are we talking like traditional non-european like multi-generational family what is that what, what well are we not just having a mother father i think the collective strength to support individualism within that family, I meaning I support you to go to school. Like my, my family, I just speak for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom didn't encourage me to go to college. Neither my father, I mean, they weren't on that track. They didn't go to college. Uh, but to me, a, a, a nuclear family is one that supports independent growth within the family and then collectively. I, 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 don't, I don't know if that we have that. Whether it comes from European or whether it comes from traditional African families where, you know, there's collective purpose in the family where everybody understands the mission, supports the goal, or is it independence and we're just striving for our own? I think the goal is individual. I think the goal is individual. Like for example, my, my family has okay. encouraged me to go to college. Like okay. my dad took a couple of college, a couple of JC classes, mm -hmm. um, but he did his very best to encourage me to either go to college or either pursue, cause he's an artist. He's like, pursue something that you're very passionate mm -hmm. about. Something that you can really apply yourself to. Um, and so that that's my... F and your mom? How do you... Your mom... So you, your mom and dad were together all the entire time? No. Okay. Um, 
No. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's like, no, don't she's let me like, know. Like, uh, like, I have a little PTSD nah, right there. Nah. Right. <laughs> I went back a couple of, okay. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, they were not together okay. for the majority of my life. Okay. But, um, but my, independent ladies still encourage you. So when, I'm, when I speak to the nuclear family, meaning that, say, I think they may think that your mother and father are together. They encourage you as you go through the entire time. But if, if it doesn't happen, can you still have that kind of nuclear unit where my dad lives here, my mom lives, but they encourage me because they're of the same mind? I find your question a little confusing only because I don't think it has anything to do with the nuclearness of the family. Like I hear nuclear family and I think a male father, like, you know, a male parent, a female parent, male child, female child. And so I think I'm trying to step out of that idea of the nuclear family and Mm. just like a family of support. Okay. Um, and like my mom went to college. She went to UC Berkeley. I'm at UCLA. So, okay. you know, I, I kind of followed in her UC footsteps. She was a Spanish, <laughs> Spanish major. I have Spanish in my major. Okay. So, you know, okay. I like okay. a lot of her things that she was very passionate about. She okay. shared with me. Okay. And then like allowed me the space. She was very pro academics. Okay. You know, she allowed me the space, the space to pursue it. She allowed me the space to find what I'm interested in. But that's because we have the infrastructure. Her family is a family of academics. Okay. Her mom is a doctor. Her dad okay. is a lawyer. Okay. And so because of that, like her sister's a lawyer. They've all school is just like an integral part of my family. Okay. Um and even though my dad's family is like kind of the opposite, my grandma went to school. She like was a teacher for 40 years of kindergartner students. Okay. Um like they they all are still doing their best to support me, but it's because I have the infrastructure that I have in my personal family that I'm able to do that. And so if a lot of people don't have that personal infrastructure in their family where if there is a family member who's absentee, like they probably don't have the time and the resources to be mm-hmm. like, let's talk about getting you into college. Like mm-hmm. they're more like we need money to have food on the table. Yeah. We need to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so people really do figure out the way to do that, mm-hmm. whether that's selling something, whether that's like doing whatever you can, whatever you can figure out, like that's their infrastructure. And so to say that we're like neglecting some sense of responsibility, I think really ignores that central point, which is that like, personal family infrastructure really varies. Like the resources that we have across the board are very, very different. And it's hard to then move as a collective that's like, okay, well, here's what we need. Here's what we want. Because like, I know that I have a sense of security that a lot of black people just have never had generationally. Mm. Their parents have never been to college. So they're not like, let's focus on college. It's not, it's not a priority. They're doing their best. The the individual infrastructure is really the, the, basis of all that and so we I can move the nuclear term I, I don't want the adjective to define the reason no right? yeah yeah right, yeah right, i right. just <laughs> no, yeah what i'm looking at is and and, and you make a really good point it, but even with that if you start to see we're 13 percent of the population so about 45 million african americans in our total country right but we are also geographically dispersed throughout the country in different areas so i'm going to move the needle national black agenda although we have i don't want to say your, your circumstance is unique, but it is kind of unique. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's totally I, I don't unique. know how many people have generations of people who are doctors and lawyers that it's, encourage it, right? It's right. very rare. Right. Very, very rare. And I know that I speak from a point of privilege when I say okay. all of this. I know that I'm in a privileged okay. position okay. as I go to the is school that I go to. Is it or is it just that, it, that that's really the norm and it seems privileged to people who don't always have that as a, as I, a standard, right? I think generally it's a privilege. Okay. Like black or white, it's a privilege. Mm. There are white people who also don't have the resources to do what I'm doing. So I think race, regardless, you know, race taken out of the picture, like I'm in a privileged position. It shouldn't be a privilege, but it is. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So the reason reason (laughs) reason I'm discussing this is because I feel during the time of Reconstruction from 1865 to 1877, those 12 years, it was supposed to be the time that African-Americans were being reintegrated into society, right, with all our social structures, family units. But from that 12-year time when Rutherford B. Hayes then actually accepted the 1877 Compromise, which allowed the Southern states, in a sense, to roll back all of the gains that they have done during Reconstruction, what that that did for the next 100 years or so until, like, 1964 with the Civil Rights Act and 1965 with the Voting Rights Act, that, that year embedded, I think, this kind of structure of how we lived. It was on that survival mode. They had rolled back a lot of the the winnings that we had in terms of our, you know, social um, interaction, right? Right. So that became kind of our norm, right? To just survive 
for that time. So in the sixties and seventies, you know, you know, my parents and, and grandfather, whatever. When those laws were enacted, they had the chance to start like refighting again. Like this was kind of the new start. Um, <clears throat> what I do feel is that I feel now like we're kind of recreating kind of the scenario that they kind of won in the sixties and seventies. And I and I and I say that because I feel like there's no true what I call secession planning. Meaning that to your point, you would like you know they've been in there for 40, 50, 60 years. They haven't raised any younger generation. This isn't in politics. Black politicians. Black, you know, in in even black thought leaders, even you know our you know our mentors. I think if you don't look to raise the successive generation, you're going to lose a wealth of information in between that, and you'll see us beginning to refight for some of the same freedoms that we had already gained years before, right? And 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 the problem with that, you know, and I'm asking, I'm and I'm pointing more toward our responsibility too. I, we're going to completely get to the systemic piece of it, but I, I really want to dialogue among our, our, our family structure, our social structure, our economic structure. Like, what do we do now in, in, internally besides externally to help us move the needle? Thoughts? I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, but healing. Um, I think that this mm. is a scary word for black people, but therapy. Therapy. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, mm. you say that, it's like, I'm not crazy. And it's like, uh. Why do we <laughs> Maybe you're not crazy. Yeah, right. You're just traumatized. Right. Well, right. we don't. Right. 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 This is a little crazy right yeah, now, Yeah, I know, too. I know. Anyway, Some of us are dealing is, with both of them. Mm. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> right. And, and, and if you are dealing with mental illness, right. I don't want to make light of it. There's nothing True. wrong with having no. mental illness. Right. But no. I think that part of our responsibility is definitely go to therapy and work on our confidence, heal our trauma. Are we trying? Traumatized as a people. Yeah. And then we, yeah. Okay. Yes. So. yes. Are we traumatized so. yeah. as a people? I mean, in the same way yes. that joy and all those things can be passed down generationally, okay. trauma can okay. be too. So okay. I think it's in our blood. We are traumatized. Okay. Um, therapy help us to do what? Then I, I want to dig into that because I think that, that go ahead. I think therapy helps you. You didn't even let me finish. So you I didn't. I cut you off again. No respect at all, right? They want to get on Rich, you. I apologize. Don't go with that. Therapy helps you, like I said, work on your confidence, work on your heal some of your issues. Like I think that sometimes black people have a, a self confidence issues where it's like, dang, I'm not as good as so and so, so I can't even achieve or see those things. Mm. Um, so working on that piece where you like, damn, I'm as good as any motherfucker walking around this place, right. if not better. Or, Probably better. If <laughs> um, I think even group therapy, where we can kind of see our own dynamics and see how like ah. it's, it's playing out cyclical and cycles. You can say, hey, family, brother, family therapy, maybe group them? family. Or you can say, okay. hey, brother, I, I see that right there. Maybe you aren't you aren't okay. you ain't seeing what I'm seeing, or or hey, did you notice you just do, do whatever these things mm, are? And yeah, I think that that is yeah. just a really positive thing for us, mm -hmm. but it's just seen um, so negatively. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can find more ways to get more mental health services in our communities, okay. that is going to be a, a big role. But it can't just be, oh my god, we have a therapist. It has to be, oh my god. We have a therapist, and we have somebody take care of your kids, and diapers, and food as I well. So you can focus mm -hmm. on the therapy when you're in there, and that's what it's going to actually have to take. Because if, if therapy services. is like is like an extra cost, that, and you're already struggling, you're already trying to survive, mm -hmm. that's like the last thing on the list. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, their therapy, we ain't got, we ain't got time for that. Yeah, we'll talk right. about financial literacy. That's that's coming out. It's another piece of uh, you know, the podcast coming up later on one of the sections. But go ahead. What do you want to say about that? Uh, Oh. I, I see you driving <laughs> over there, seething. Let me give you an opportunity, Oh, please. no, I really agree. I, I spent a few years in therapy immediately after, uh, towards the end of my high school time and then um, the beginning of being in college. And it was, like, really elucidating. Mm. Like, I didn't realize... It's a big word. I like that. Thank you. No, but I feel like I had a self, I just like was introduced to a self-awareness that I did not know could exist. Sure. And like realizing that the dynamics that I have with my family, that my family has with each other, that my, like habits that my parents have, that I have, like my brother has, everything is like, very much related to the trauma that we've experienced. And then the mm -hmm. fact that there hasn't been the space to have dialogue about trauma. We are tra so traumatized that we can't, like, where do we even begin to unpack? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm -hmm. where does my grandma begin? Right. And then my, you know, like, right. that goes into my dad, and then right. he gets through the, and then I'm, like, talking about everything. Yeah. Like, how do we even start to unpack that? And I think for a lot of people, not only is it really daunting to, like, 
go to a place that's supposedly like a white people safe space. You know, you imagine like laying back on a couch or something and the therapist is like, and how does that make you feel? And like people don't really ask black people how that makes us feel. Like we haven't been in consideration. Our feelings haven't been in consideration. Mm. Like the experiences and the effect, the PTSD that we have has not been in consideration. Mm -hmm. And so to not have the practice or like the consistency of dialogue about that means that like my grandma is probably really, really against the idea of therapy because she's like, I'm going to go talk to a white people about my issues Uh and they're the one causing my issues right, i'm right. gonna pay her 120 dollars an <laughs> hour for 50 minutes like, for nah. her to be like so you have feelings yeah, yeah. nice great yeah but if you um, can go to a black therapist too i, I mean, mean i've gone to a black therapist okay. my therapist was black if and, next, you know. and she was amazing but she asked she asked you know very similar questions but it was like to have that infrastructure of like there's therapy and like people who can take care of you people who understand mm-hmm. that you're not like can I say trauma porn? Like, is that bad? Okay. And then it's want. not like, tra- it doesn't feel like you're going to therapy for like trauma porn. Like you're yeah. actually being able to have these dialogues. We don't have that, like mm. to talk about that, that vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's really making yourself open to anything. And I think that we've been conditioned so for so long to like, not even consider that. Like it, it just, we're already so vulnerable. And I think that's a really good point you make. How do you get us to want to go to therapy? Yeah, you have to want. You have to want to heal. Like you have to. Yeah. You have to yeah. want to do better. You're right. like. You have to understand you have that. To hey, I have it. a problem. It's hard on shit. What if I feel like? I don't need? What if I feel I don't need it? Well, then you have not self reflected. <laughs> right. Because right. we all right. need it. I mean, right. if you're a black person, if you have, like, all black people need it. Right. Like, every, all and people that's kind of what I was getting people. at. Do we, yes. I all feel like people we've need collectively it. been traumatized and we yeah. can need some way. And uh, is that going to be an integral part or really important? Yeah. To really integrate Reflection? Yeah. yeah. We like, yeah. in a space, yeah. like the, a safe like space to talk about our experiences. That's like the first Where have we ever had a safe place to talk about our experiences? Right. I mean, as a people, right? In order to, because I think reconstruction. I don't think people really understand how Reconstruction in the period, the hundred years after that, really had the definitive influence on how we operate today. Mm. Right? Not having that infrastructure for so long has played a vital and intricate role on how we independently raise our families, how we, you know, dialogue with each other, how we see ourselves, how we present ourselves in the media. Um, because I don't know if all that is good for us, but maybe because that's part of our trauma and it's the way we block mm-hmm. or protect ourselves in a sense. Yes? No? Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot. Being biracial. <laughs> how, how, how does that how does that factor into Because all of us got a little something in it. I don't want to, there's no 100% Ooh, yeah. black going around here, right? Yeah. So when we talk about being black, I want to make sure we I've understand. I've never met the white ancestor, so I'm, I, I write in my family black, so okay, I, don't, listen, I don't know nobody white. I'm taking, so I, your, I, I, I'm taking your DNA from that cup, I mean, and when you come back, I, I ain't never seen him at the barbecue. Right. Yeah. As far as I know, right? I've seen the pictures I've seen, they all black. Right, okay. But I'm sorry. At some point, I'm definitely, this is a, Definitely on my podcast, the National Black Agenda. Uh, I want to talk about black people. And I, I do in my heart believe we should move away from color. I, I believe we shouldn't use it as a defining reason to talk about my character or my culture. And I think only black and white people use black and white. Every other color uses the geographic region. There's oh, yeah. Asian, there's Mexican, there's, you know, there's uh, Chinese. It's more culture oriented, but black and white colors hmm. yeah and and not necessarily relegated to a culture i say i'm an african-american i'm i'm of african descent born in america that, that's how i define myself T- talk to me did talk you just me. say I, that yeah. in other places color is not an issue so I was i'm like i'm like no, 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 I'm not, no i'm saying not an issue not not, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying not an issue. They don't define themselves. But you know, but, but that's an issue. But that's an issue. Mexico has not talked about Afro Latinos, and they keep killing them. But like, that is an issue. But what are brown because, because everybody what, is Mexican there. They don't talk. They don't have to classify people. you. What, whatever. What are, people? What, are people? what are brown people, y'all? Let's 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 talk about it. what are brown people. Brown people as a society is said are like yeah. you can be brown, you can be, you know, it's watch I mean, it. we're all we're all latte. You be latte. Right? Right? I'd be offended to be called brown just a little right? bit. Like it'd be it'd be I mean, 
Are you really black? I'm hella black. What you mean? I don't have like, I have no ge- geographic area to identify myself. Like okay. ethnicity, a big issue for my life. Yes. Has been the fact that I have no ethnicity. Like, okay. I hate the fact that I'm African-American. Not because I hate that I'm black. Okay. But because white people don't walk around talking about I'm European-American. If their family has been here for because 200 years. But they fought for independence but not to do that. We did. killed the Native Americans. We didn't. We were yeah. brought over here. Right? They wanted to be segregated from Britain. Right, right, That's right. Right, but they're, they're never going to connect themselves to Britain in that same way. Right, but at the same time, they're like, okay. my. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> 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 I have to call Wait. everybody European American. I know. I'd be like, if we got to call them, you do too. <laughs> right, right. Go, I'm sorry. Like, go ahead, the go. only Americans are the Native Americans. We're Facts. I, And so, like, Facts. I hate the fact that. I have no real ethnicity. Like the only thing that I have that I can truly identify with is the fact that I'm a black American and I don't want to be also labeled as but, an African American. But what does that American mean to be a black American? That's a color born been, in America. Well, I'm Why not, would you be African American? It's the same thing. Because Nigerians who were born in Africa and came here uh, are African Americans. Like nationality wise, they are an a- African American. But, but that's mm-hmm. defining your ethnicity on a piece of paper when you have to kind of categorize yourself here. No, but that's their experience. That's their experience. Like I have friends who are Nigerian mm. ethnically. Their okay. parents came from Nigeria in okay. the seventies. Okay. And now they are African Americans. But yeah. like yeah. we're just as American as white people, but we don't have that recognition, mm. and we don't have any direct tie to Africa in terms of culture, in terms okay. of like Agreed. history and lineage. Yeah. Like we. We don't. Whoa, whoa, no, yeah. not, oh, not, 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 like. Oh, I see. No, no, I'm not, genetically, we take the right. Genetically, you're culturally like. It's all been mixed. It's all been erased. It's all been. Okay, you hella disagree with y'all. Y'all have all that first y'all, buddy. It's getting kind of spicy. Socially, like Socially, in my perspective, we've been. Like, I just don't feel I have a very strong grasp on, like, my African identity. Y'all like, stole mm-hmm. Solia's toll thing. And I no, asked her, no, you have no, 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 what do you mean? What box do you check? It's like, the same one, like, it? yeah, it's black or African American. Okay. Okay. Black, but I, black, yeah. not, but not I, a, if people refer to me as African American, <laughs> what box do you check? Right, right, it's but like, like that's the only choices you have. <laughs> it's the only choice I have. Okay. But like, I don't know. I'm my dad's pretty white genetically like okay. you know yeah. I, I think I'm probably like a third white or something oh. like that it's, it's hard to put oh, out it there out now oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm black I'm unconditionally African American no I, I'm not Afri- right? I'm not unconditionally okay, African American no, but, but like you know American. like what what else do we have other than our, our race that like identifies us as a specific type of person like mm-hmm. we are different from the African people who are like right. directly from Africa yeah, right now at this yeah, time we lost, lost, lo- lost that culture we yeah, lost the agreed. languages we okay. lost the history we right. lost the oral tradition so we lost is it all for of us. it I mean I don't want to say American is it for us I want to say black is our collective identity and that's what makes us black. Our really? shared experience oh, is our blackness. Like you almost followed your seat, man. I know, you were not like that. There's something on me that threw it to the left. You were like, what? I think that was a bad way of phrasing Don't it. Don't say bad. That's I, I how you that, felt. Like, for me, I, I, as a historian and just even showing <clears> my, my, in my African American studies class how <clears> some of the things that we do today are directly related <clears> to what's African tradition. That is true. I mean, linguistically, we still have linguistic things. Oh my God, I'm a linguistics major. I'd be <laughs> Sorry, I just I, the love like you know I, like people like oh I, I'm going to the house yeah the, all of it that is all West African B A you know and yes, like the T A yes. is, is that that Germanic that is foreign super to so foreign many different super people. foreign um so that part and I think about like culturally musically how all of that came over from Africa with us and then yeah, influenced yeah. everything that we're experiencing and now I think right. about the collective of, of African people in America yeah we run shit in the world okay. Like we control the 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 sway of uh, entertainment, of yeah. music, of yeah. so much shit. Like we are right. it, and right. th- that's definitely a, a combination of the West African traditions, the trauma that we went through on this continent, mm-hmm. leading us to where we are currently. Okay, so I, I, there's to me, there's definitely a, a so. How do we define ourselves then? Well, Lady, I, how, how do we define ourselves, Chris? I want to I want to ask you. Can I, I ask I, a question real quick? Of yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, in. then would you say that 
it's like a direct I, I guess the way I phrase it was a little different but like would you say that it's more a direct linkage to like a collective Africanism or would you say that it's like Africanism that has fed into our identity specifically as black Americans? I think it's a direct collective and I feel like oh. the, the, the more time that we spend finding differences and separation mm-hmm. the more separations and issues that we're going to find mm-hmm. but until we can points. kind of work on, like I mean if you look across the world the African diaspora is mm-hmm. at the bottom mm-hmm. no matter where you mm-hmm. are that is mm-hmm. a collecting a connection point for me and instead of us saying oh my god we you know where I, I, I experienced this or I went through that like we need to just talk about what the hell are we doing together exactly. as a people yeah. exactly across the world okay mm-hmm. yeah thank you now, Chris so how we how do you say how do we define how do you define ourselves? yourself yeah you know I, the ladies were very clear I define myself as black okay. I mean uh, definitely African American I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, take away from my uh, you know genetic dominance uh, that, that <laughs> came, came, came from Africa like right. so so basically like you know I mean I'm 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 African like I mean it, it's 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 through me through through it through and through I can't I can't hide it Okay. Like so, even when well, that's that's physically <laughs> right. So my point is, I think we well, connect. Not, it's, it's not even just physically. Okay. It's spirit, spiritually too. Okay. When I, when I watch when I watch uh doc, doc, documentaries on on uh different different parts of Africa, mm-hmm. there there's just something that uh, like uh, awakens inside. Okay. Okay. It's like oh man, like oh, I, I need to go there. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, I need to experience that personally, not just on the uh, TV or not. That's because you know you know you, you have a your descendant from exactly, there, right? Exactly. That's what your general interest is, right? From that piece of it. So I'm saying defining ourselves here knowing that we have disconnected culturally I kind of agree with the latter part of it. I think it's more uh, your point I think it's more integrated in African more integrated into our culture mm-hmm. less part of our collective I want it to be more of the collective to drive that I'm piece at. of I feel now it's more integrating and we've got aspects of it we mm-hmm. show like slight you know tendencies toward that but not a direct connection and I think because we lack the historical kind of connection between that. I think, I think yeah. that's a big part of it for me as well. That, that we don't know that, a lot of our history, that right? Disconnection and so it's that, disconnected. Like, so when, you ask people, that. I'm not African. You ask black brothers, they're like, I'm calling yeah. me African. You I was going to say, like, oh, yeah. that's like Going back to the biracial bomb. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but going, it's, it's so interesting because, like, the term black versus African American, some people see it as like synonyms, like the same thing, just another way of saying mm-hmm. it. Some people think of it as completely different. Growing up, um, my mom, my mom is Korean, my dad is black, and my mom used to tell me to say I'm African American and Korean because mm. I feel like some people don't like saying the word black like I don't know growing up as a yeah. kid like personally I thought yeah. I didn't think it was a bad word but yeah. I thought like oh I shouldn't say I'm black like, I don't know little, my mom my mom's side but then my dad would hear me say I'm African American he'd be like you're not African American you're black say you're black like okay. we're black like okay. you know because we don't and it's uh, like the disconnection like mm-hmm. my dad doesn't really know like where in Africa the ancestry mm-hmm. like he okay. doesn't know so he would tell me don't say we're African we're not African American we're black okay. my mom would say say you're African American don't say black mm-hmm. like you shouldn't say why black did mom, why, why, why did mom tell you she said to say that um, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that think the way my mom thinks. Like, mm. saying the word black is like, I don't it's know. Bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. And I'm a kid, mean, so, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, I shouldn't say I'm black. I always say, oh, I'm, I'm Korean. We were first Negroes, right? Do we, mm-hmm. right? we were Negroes. Right. We were the black. I think they were Afro-Americans. African-Americans. <laughs> right? Right? Like, a crazy like, one to right? Yeah. I know. I'm like, Because I said we were defined by like our physical aspects, right? You know, instead of necessarily like by our character. So the reason why I brought it up, and I'm glad this is a really good discussion. I just don't see any... I don't think Chinese call themselves yellow, no. right? Or, you know, no. they, I don't, or you know, or tan. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, well, white people do. Yeah, and so the black that's what that's what I mean. And so that's what black people. That's what black people. That's what I'm saying. I don't think we should define ourselves by color. I think I think it, it leaves out the opportunity to focus on culture. And the more we continue to define ourselves by, the more people are going to ignore your culture because they they see you by color because you define yourself. You've accepted yourself as being a black American. Now, when I I think if to me, just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I think it forces someone to respect your culture when I say I'm. African American. I mean, I'm of African descent, but I'm born in America. That this is how I define myself, right? And I only because I took my ancestry DNA, hence the whole like garb, right? Found out who I was connected to, right? About <laughs> I had kings and shit in my family, so now hence I've now taken on the persona of Pharaoh. But it, but I was born here. 
born and raised in America. I have American culture. I don't I, I don't have any direct connection with, you know, my, my tribe in Africa or whatever that looks like. But I'm just acknowledging in a sense, you know, you know, part of where my history comes from. But you're right. I have to build something here. Um, and I just ask that just to just get a general thought of how we looked in terms of uh, ourselves and how we define ourselves, because I think Reconstruction was a period that took a lot of that away from us. Is mm -hmm. why I'm focusing on that. Why I had a lot of dialogue with you guys about that, because I wanted to see what the collective thought was or was there a collective thought or independent thoughts around how do we migrate from knowing this is what our infrastructure looked like to now we have these kind of freedoms where we can kind of rebuild from scratch. And this is why I'm advocating to have this national black agenda so we can have these kind of discussions in a sense. So uh, any other questions about reconstruction? Great dialogue. I want to move on to neo-reconstruction next. I'm Any last comments about reconstruction? Y'all love that. That was that was hot, <laughs> right? That was that was spicy. I, re I appreciate that. So, in in the contract with Black America, um, there are multiple sections he talks about. There's also a section I don't know if you guys got to where it talked about our commitment yeah. to right, mm -hmm. our responsibility to that. It was kind of a small section, it was though. Very small. And I it felt, was like right, a footnote. Right, it was a very it was given footnote. Right, it was given very footnote, and I felt more so. And this is why I asked you guys about this more so because I feel he didn't target a lot about what our responsibility is to that um, commitment, right? Say they do agree to that. What is our, our commitment to make sure we hold them accountable? What is our commitment to make sure we hold us accountable, right, for that and make sure we follow through with that? Um, but I want to go to reparations, um, and, and this has been a big talk um, in, in our country for that some sense. And, and Chris, you mentioned this earlier on, first of all, that you thought that the Chinese had gotten reparations, Japanese got reparations, and we didn't get our piece of it. Um, I think, and there's a few things, and we, let's, I want to dialogue with the team about this. Uh, one thing I think is difficult because we have been mixed for so long. There's so many, how, how do we know who is directly related to, mm -hmm. you know, being African-American, right? And this is why I, I believe that, you know, there should show some relevancy in terms of your descendancy from slaves. My first point, if I want to give reparations to any African-Americans here, I believe you should somehow be able to prove you have some descendants of slaves in your family. Well, that's, that's my first thought. Nigerian African-Americans or... To your, no, I'm saying to your point. You said Nigerians are African-Americans now, too. I say so that, anyone right. that has a connection to a descendant of a slave here in America, if we're going to get reparation monetarily from here or economically or educationally, I, I feel that you should show some connection. This is my, my thought. Because right? how do you know who to give it to? Right? It can't be skin color. Right? right? It can't because you look black. I can't give you reparations because you look black. I don't know, man. Talk no, to me. If if, if they if, if they got enough to uh, afford it for effort, whoever looks black, you just said your jeans were dominant, bro. Exactly. Of course, if you move, and that's why, and that's what, what that's what that is. Okay, that's what that is. It that what what that what that is is. It, is isn't ge genetic dominance why uh, melanin shows up? It is. Okay, it, then. it is. It is. But I'm talking. About how do you connect that with? here if I want to dole out reparations to you to make sure people don't get it who don't deserve it. Is there like a purity test? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, so like, what, what, mean, about what mean who don't, who don't oh, deserve it? Oh, oh, like, like, my, gr like, my grandma kind of late. She went out past a purity test. Right. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. Oh, the yeah. truth comes out now. A little mix in there, right? black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no purity clause. That's not the okay. purpose. But right. if but this is going to be a question, right? This is going to be a, a logical question that they question, that they ask us. But it's a logical question they ask us when they say, "How do we pay you reparations?" If we don't define that for ourselves, they're going to define that for us or say no. But California's right. already defined it for reparations. They said that yeah. you know if you have a descendant of slavery, national or if black you were, agenda, national black agenda. We do, but come so on, we, we are on. the forefront. forefront. This is why, yeah, yeah it's already established. Exactly. Yeah, but this and is why Alabama, Louisiana, don't really fuck with us. Right, but, right. But then they have to because the federal yeah. government be like, "Oh my ah. God, California had a great idea! Yeah. Like, everybody <laughs> they, do this they, shit." Uh, that's California policy. Yeah. Like, right. that's California policy. So California says you have to have this show descendancy, and or or, or or they have to be in your family has to be if they're African have to be in America before 1910. Yeah, so that yeah. way you can prove you were abused. Yeah, kind of right. like, yeah. things like that. I, 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 thoughts? I mean, I don't know exactly how they're going to prove it, but the same way that they pass out stimulus is the right. same way. They Run be my stimulus. Reparations. <laughs> They not out here. Oh, uh, how well they they kind of are. You have to file. You have to file taxes. But it's 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 a way. It's a way. Then it's it's not that we don't want we don't want that that small thing to just hold off the whole 
reparations deal. Like, like agreed. But you have to be able to define it. Or there's gonna be some level of inequity, right? And people they're gonna already complain. That, it's already a level. Yeah, but of the people inequity. doling it out, we don't have the money, right? So we're asking for that money to come from the, the oppressors who get right. I'm, just, I'm being realistic, right? Where, where are we gonna get it from, right? So I think the argument has to be sound, right? In a way that points to factual information. So one, you know, we have to think of how that's just one. How we dole it out? How do we know who we should give it to, right? And I think California's done a great model for that in a sense. Um, what does reparations look like? Is it only monetarily? No. Only, mon- only mon- money? No. What, what, what does it look like? Yeah, well, Oklahoma ahead, did a great job, I think, recently. Run me, run me giving- a bag first and then what? Oklahoma gave, I believe, half of the nation's, of the state's land and their tax revenue uh-huh. to the five tribes that are in Oklahoma. Okay. Mm. So all the revenue that's generated on that land, mm. henceforth, goes to that tribe. It's for Native Americans, right? For Native Americans. Okay, right. I mean, yeah. I think we should kind of look at what other people have done okay. and kind of say, hey, that, that's Ah, a model idea. off of the pre-existing um, plans to give others reparations and then maybe take that part of ours. So one of those would be, like, I, like land... I, I ding ding that yeah, to we, me we, we love how that. you create we love that. generational wealth. This is why I went back to the forty acres and a mule and saying that the reparations should start at that special order field number fifteen that General Sherman gave when he was getting back the land during um during the Civil War. As he was getting back the land, slaves were fighting for them, he issued this order that says that, okay, every land we get back, let's give the freed slaves in that area 40 acres and a mule to do the land. Um, and some slaves in the southern states, you can see that we own a lot of property in, in Mississippi and Louisiana, a little closer to the area. There were like black-owned towns. They have there. But I think across the nation, that should be the same way. And I don't think that that's being shared the same way. I don't think that's possible. It's not our okay. land to have. Like, it is Native American. I mean, land. if you want to go there, I mean... <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, if we're there. talking about real reparations... So should part of that reparations include giving stuff up back to Native Americans first? That's what the document talked Let's about. Let's talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, like, we aren't individual in our experience of oppression. Like, if we're really talking about reparations, it's us and Native American people. Okay. And they were, like... They were the first. Right. <laughs> they were the first. They were geno- genocided. Like, right, right. Heavy. Very heavy. Treaties often promised to return land to them and they never did. They're on reservations Agreed. like of their own land. Thousand percent. And now we're in California having wildfire season like crazy. Right. And Native American people have been telling us for decades and centuries, like, you need to take care of it in XYZ type of way right. because they know how to take care of wow. their land. Mm-hmm. So 40 acres and a mule is a nice idea, but mm. like it comes from imperialist society. Like mm. it's not ours to have. Mm. It'd be lovely to have, but it's not ours. It'd be another form of oppression. It's just too late now, though, unfortunately. that I know that's a technical truth, right? But we're past that, to be is honest. Is it too late? Because you could say the, the same thing about got their, us. Got an acre, not much, but they got no, an acre of land like last week. But she says in she LA thinks, County. She, 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 no, she, County. she thinks we can't give out land. She thinks we don't have I land to give. I didn't say that. I'm oh, saying we don't, it's not our land to have. Like, it's just not our land. We're on Native American land. Like, there are Native yeah, American peoples living right now fact. whose land should be returned to Not denouncing to them. that. And I'm not saying that it means that we need to, like, pick up our society and throw everyone out and, like, just... Because that's what I kind of think we're saying. Land. I kind of... No, <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like... I'm kind of feeling that, right? I'm saying, like, for example, Oakland just gave half of Joaquin... I don't know if you know, but Joaquin Miller Park is, like, a large national park... Or mm. large natural park um, in Oakland, and they mm. just gave half of that land to Native American mm. tribes, Ohlone tribe, because mm. that is their land. And that is something that we can do. But to give 40 acres and a mule, even at that time, was like, you're taking stolen land and giving it to us as reparations. But like, <laughs> yeah, you're not I worked, repairing I worked anything, that, I worked that really. land for 50, 60 years. You worked that land slavery, for 50, 60 years, died but on for it, right. tens of thousands yeah. of years, that was Native American but I, land. But we didn't right. steal them. Right, but yeah, that's still so then we, why we, we, we have We didn't it? genocide them. Right? We didn't genocide them, so why do... We're here. Why do white people have the authority to decide whose land That's it is? That's a different question, right? That's <laughs> right. a different question, right? The question but, I'm asking is that what does our reparations look like? I'm not denouncing any of the historical facts which you're pointing out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm giving you credibility to that. But to be honest, we're in a society now that we're now multicultural. There is no going back to just giving the Native Americans just certain segments. of. I mean, you, I, I think we can try, but now are we have a growing exponential population of 330 million people. There's no way of going back to that initial piece of it. So what do we do from this moment on in terms of reparations? I don't think it's going back to an initial piece. I think it's moving forward with the awareness of what the context of our country is. Like, 
we can't dismiss what happened to the Native Americans just because we weren't the ones to do it. No, I'm not. I'm, and I'm like not. our reparations, even if it's based off starting off of the idea or the mentality of 40 mm. acres and a mule, like it needs to be reshaped to fit along this real social context of our country, which is that two major groups and obviously other groups, but two major groups have mm. been wrong in very grave ways and they need to be repaired but it can't be at the expense of one other group. Mm -hmm. Like we can't do one, but not the other. Cause it's not real rep reparation. Like we're not repairing anything. Mm. We're just putting a bandaid on a flood yeah, about I like was, a dam about to yeah. open for the floodgates. Like it's not, it won't help anyone. And so reparations have to look like infrastructure. It has to look like providing us the stability to not be in a mindset in a perpetual state of like survival. So and that what we does that can look like? thrive. It can be schools. It can be, community programs for example when i was in elementary middle and the beginning of high school i was in a program called young gifted and black mm -hmm. every monday and wednesday we met at oakland school for the arts <laughs> we practiced for two hours doing spoken words singing poetry mm -hmm. history classes mm -hmm. talking about our history having the space so that parents could go take care of the things that they mm -hmm. needed to take care of the kids weren't on the streets doing something crazy they had the space to be you know, are, have the practice of articulation. They had the space sure. to speak in front of people. So I have a lot of public speaking skills because of that. Like having programs that focus specifically on the issues, mm -hmm. which are that we don't have the, su the support that we need to actually thrive. So I'm going to pull the layer back one more layer to that, right? So education is great. That's one mm -hmm. part of reparation I believe in. It doesn't close the generational wealth gap. Generational wealth. That's a great point. Yep. Um, I think it. it's, it's not so much granting just giving pieces of land and being like this is for you but it's about like supporting the financial side of black business or black home ownership or whatever that looks like home ownership of loans. yeah i wasn't advocating land i, I just think that maybe we we relegated to too too small I, i'm not saying just go away go much of land away mm -hmm. i i don't think there's any way to close to me close the generational wealth gap Without having some type of property or land oh ownership. no, there's not. And so, there's but, where, not. But, but to your point, where do we get it from? If it's not, I mean, if if there's no way for it, it's an uncompromised circumstance. It's horrible. Right. We, we took the Native American land, but we're here. We are, and this is all it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, in order, unless you have another way to close this generational wealth gap, I think that we need some sort of property or land, and there's no other place to get it from. Well, I I agree with you in that sense, but I, I guess I guess I focus too much on the idea of the forty acres and yeah. I don't want you to don't, don't make that be the reason. Uh, that's yeah. that's how yeah, yeah. that's how I perceive. It doesn't what translate you were to saying. now. We're not going to get yeah, forty yeah, acres yeah, yeah. now, right? But, right. But I think. <laughs> but I'm trying to ask, what does it look like in 2022? Reparations look like. Do, do you give me uh, <laughs> a loan to buy a home? I think so. Right. You're right. So. I think I'm, it's the yeah. same. Yeah, like a loan. A loan. Oh, I'm sorry. Give me a grant. She's like, she's like, where am I real? But it's That's making it so they're that, already like, doing that. The they're already doing that. <laughs> go ahead and go. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's so that there's not like this mystery of like we could where would the money come from? Like yeah. to have that ability to buy property. Like we something that gives GI Bill esque uh -huh. energy uh -huh. where like uh -huh. white people could come off come out from the war and just be like I'm gonna get a home, right. and then just like <laughs> do it. Like, and they gave the GI Bill to someone, but but they didn't give it to the African American guys, right? It and it wasn't, wasn't a consistent. comprehensive thing. It wasn't or like right? widely applied. It was like a very specific. So now we got two points. I think you guys. I'm, I'm I'm taking notes mentally in my head. Education, right? Mm -hmm. When the educational reform is part of reparations, which I agree, and he speaks about this in the contract with Black America, because I feel. People, when they talk about reparations for us, they think, oh, we're just going to give them a whole bunch of money and, and we can't do that. It'll no. break our economy, right? Yeah. It will. We'll have an inflation, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we are old, it, 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 I should like, like, I wanted to try it. So exactly. Like, <laughs> you can find out. I'll see. take that first I mean. couple million. If you break the time, you'll be okay, yeah, yeah. right? Billions of dollars to Ukraine and everybody else. Hey, that's I mean. what I'm saying. Hey, that's right. what I'm I mean, saying. let's talk about it, though, right? Right? So, I mean, that's a really, really valid point. They're giving money. Go ahead, They're giving out money. So, if they could give, if they can afford to give Ukraine all that money and and they don't know where where it's going you know I mean it's basically a blank a blank check they could they can give us some reparations. but don't you think we have to find a, a very um 
like key way to roll this out oh, yeah. in a way that it doesn't get misused and abused. I'm gonna talk about PPP loans, but definitely okay. Gonna be <laughs> I think about the Chappelle Show episode where right. they got reparations. Right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like, 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 I got, like, I got it all. I got all it all. Right. You know, right. um, yes. they lost the money like two days later. Yes, exactly. Um, oh. So I mean, something. Hopefully, there's some kind of financial literacy hey, that happens bingo. first. That's education. Bingo. That is. That's um, bingo. But I mean, okay. I, we we gotta talk about dollars though. Like money has to be a part of mm-hmm. like cold hard cash. I, I want to. I, I, I sure, want to extract, yeah. educa- I want to extract <laughs> financial literacy out of education. It's right, it is, but I want to make it its own separate pocket. Okay. I, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I got no fight. No fight on that. I, I, want, I, want, I want education because I don't know if everybody believes that higher education is what they need. Like when they graduate from high school, right, I don't right. know if everybody believes I need to go to college to get ahead. Is education specifically higher education or just like general Quality. I think general quality education. Holistic education. Yeah. yeah. K yeah. through 12. After school Same programs, kind of bugs. After school plans, programs. Food plans. All of like actual yeah. resources, connections with programs. Like all of those things I think goes into education. Not just specifically okay. like so we have you have a grant for college. Financial literacy. And then I want I want to go back to the piece. Then how do we close the gener- the wealth generational gap? I, I, my whole thing, I think we need some kind of property or land. That's just my thing. Well, I mean... Um, but go ahead. I'm Thoughts. Sure. Anyway. Sure how do we close the the financial gap? I really do think that with... It, like, so I know you're saying Native Americans, they own the land. But what I'm saying about Oklahoma, how they gave a portion of the, the, the state's tax revenue to those Native American groups. Mm. Like, I think that's mm. kind of how we continue mm. to have that money. Like, in those areas that, like, in the South... Where we know we build everything there, right. like you know, we need to have a percentage of their tax revenue mm. going forward, um, so that that is perpetual money and not just as one time lump sum. Mm. That's, mm. I mean, that's for me. That's part of it for me. Like it needs to be continuous. Mm-hmm. From now, from now on, like even on to the descendants too. Yeah, yeah. And they still generational play. wealth. Right. You're right. <laughs> generational wealth. Because this is how the majority of wealthy white people in America have generational wealth. They pass the land on, but they've gotten that not from pulling up the bootstrap of having slavery, right? This is where my piece of the reparation comes into play. Yeah. The, and he, he mentions three areas in the contract with black America that he feels that reparations should come from. He talks about the federal and the state level who supported institutions of slavery. Mm-hmm. He, he says, two, any um, wealthy white Americans that have come up from slavery and any companies that have benefited from slavery. Those are the three areas in the plan he talks about as somehow incremental we should be able to get. Now, how to enact that program is, how do you get that, right? Either you tax people, which I think the Inflation Reduction Act that Joe Biden just passed does. People are making over $400,000. That 15% of them are taxed, should funnel its way back into. Otherwise, there's no way to get, the the 1% of our country owns the majority of wealth. How do you get that? So you're saying we got to steal from white people. Yeah, yes. but I mean, I, I don't think... <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I didn't say steal. <laughs> I didn't say steal. He said he said, he said tax. I'm sorry. He, said, he, said, he said tax. I, said, but, I, just said, I, said, I said tax, right? How many, of tax. These, how many of these big companies are paying zero tax? That's right, because they have loopholes, which he, they just which was one mm-hmm. of the other things he closed in the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Which is another loophole for tax companies that were not paying their fair portions, like Amazon oh, and, you know, uh, huge companies. And... And we're in medium incomes and low incomes are paying like 40% on our tax, right? Because there's inequities in the policy. But this will be our our next piece of voting how we change policy. But let's talk about the reparation piece. So he says federal and state institutions should somehow, I think we can figure that out. To Mm -hmm. me, I think the educational piece, the financial literacy, fall under their responsibility. Even the feds and states to do that. I think taxing the, the wealthy, you know, portion of America that has making over $500,000 a year. I think there's some portion that that needs to be redirected from the companies that have benefited in some way from slavery that are making lots of money off of our labor, right? Uh, What other area? Education, financial literacy, and we talked about land. Any other area and reparations you think we should focus on? Closing prisons. Prisons. Mm. Mass incarceration. Yeah. I think we got to do something about that. Okay. Like, Convict uh, leasing. Yeah, that, that's what I came. To, that, yeah, that came from that, right? That's <laughs> yeah. that they implemented. So you know, talk to me about that the prison system. Thoughts. I mean, that, that is, that's, just, that's just my thought right there. Mm-hmm. We have to work on reducing the number of, of prison prisoners that we have in our system. Collectively, mm-hmm. we have 2.5 or 3.5 million people mm-hmm. in prison, and most of them are black and brown. Yeah. Um. So working on getting the ones that are, you know, if you, who are the brown you, people again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you, you know, if you've committed rape, murder, things like that, stay yeah. your ass in jail. But if yeah. you're there for a drug crime, right. I need you to be free. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what the majority of people are in or jail. Or free for. with some type of mental health because you just want right. to let people back on the street that commit the same, you know, if I have a mental illness, right? I think there are programs and, oh, we'll break our country to me, then, then, Diminish the bu- the military budget. Don't send money to other countries. Like reinvest in America's infrastructure. This is why I feel many of Republicans fought. Now, Joe Biden didn't do everything great, but the Inflation Reduction Act to me was a great move in the sense that people they complain because inflation won't reduce right now, but over a period of time, because you have to have time to tax the people to get the money to put it back in. But it will because it's now policy and law. They're forced to pay their fair share. And for years and decades and centuries, there weren't, which continued to expand the wealth gap between the poor Americans and the, and the richer Americans, white and black poor Americans too, white, black, brown, green, yellow, whatever color that is. Wealth has a segregation that has nothing to do, I believe, with culture and character. It's really that I'm greedy and I have the money and I'm monopolizing the piece of it. So how do you then, how do you then close that gap unless you find pinpointed, direct ways to refunnel resources to those that don't have it? I don't think you can. That's a great question. How do you close that gap? How do you close that gap? Right. So that's why. That's why I believe in reparations. Because I think. Well, they said you should. I do agree. There's more wealthy black people out now. We have more opportunity now. But there's no collective message consistent across to move the needle. We got onesie twosie here of people that are making, but collectively we've not moved the needle with us generationally, right? We've not afforded that opportunity. That to me takes this national black agenda, needs a way nationally in order to move those 45 million African-Americans that are distributed geographically in multiple areas throughout the nation. We live in a great state. Our state can live on its own. California could break up and be its own country. It's economically sound. But Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, that have a large portion of our population do not have that and are having more trouble with that than where we are in other parts of our country. And, and they look at us as, you know, being elitist blacks, right? Because, oh, they have the more opportunity, <laughs> right? And, you know, I mean, I'm just calling it what it is, right? Um, but I think my my idea with this plan is that to talk about these kind of subcategories like reparations and what to do and how to how to distribute that out, how to have that kind of dialogue so that hopefully anyone watching the podcast can oh they're not just looking at giving money, right? We're talking about educational reform. We're talking about giving land and property in order for it to change the dynamics of how we integrate and how we work in society in some kind of given way. Dish it out. All right. I know. All right, let's, let's, let's get it going, all right? <laughs> Hello, my woke folk. We finally finished the National Black Agenda, but we didn't finish. There's still more to come. Subscribe, follow, like, Lego.